What's up, my fellow history nerds, and welcome back to Adult History. As always, I'm super excited to share my love of history in a new and entertaining way. This podcast is going to cover a few of the things you've learned in history class, but a lot of the things you didn't. I'm Christy Ann, and this is Adult History. This evening's lesson is a gruesome but infamous recount of the man often referred to as Dracula. But, more accurately, he is known as Vlad the Impaler. I'm not sure that's much better. Even with his morbid nickname and affinity for violence, he is known as a hero in Romania. But before we start, let's mix up something to quench our thirst. Our bloodthirst, that is. Our historically-themed cocktail for this evening is called Dracula's Blood. And the recipe comes from food.com. Now let's make this drink. As always, you'll need ice in your cocktail shaker. Mix in two ounces of your favorite vodka, three quarters ounce of peach schnapps, and three ounces of cranberry juice. Shake, pour, and enjoy. Okay, nerds, let's get started. In the year 1897, Bram Stoker wrote the now infamous novel, Dracula. Many historians now believe this book was inspired by the Wallachian ruler from the 1450s, Vlad III, or better known as Vlad the Impaler. But other than their thirst for blood and their similar location, that's where the similarities between Vlad and Dracula end. The castle most know as Dracula's Castle, located in Transylvania, was never the residence of Vlad. In fact, he never even stepped foot there. Vlad ruled over Wallachia, also located in present-day Romania near Transylvania, but never actually ruled in the city where the story of Dracula takes place. He was, however, born in Transylvania, where he only lived for a short time. Believed to have been born in 1431 to his father Vlad II and the current voivode, or ruler of Wallachia at the time, Vlad III was his father's second legitimate son. Vlad's father had earned the nickname Dracul when he was inducted into the Order of the Dragon, which was a militant fraternity founded by the Holy Roman Emperor King Sigismund of Hungary. Dracul came from the Roman word drac, meaning dragon, and was later associated with the word devil, and Vlad would later be known as the son of the dragon, or Draculia, which is where the name Dracula comes from. During the time of Vlad III's life, tension... During the time of Vlad III's life, tension between the Muslim Ottoman Empire and the Christian Europeans was high, and Romania was often the center of many bloody battles between the two sides. During the time of Vlad III's life, tension between the Muslim Ottoman Empire and the Christian Europeans was high, and Romania was often the center of many bloody battles between the two sides. In 1442, Vlad II was called to a diplomatic meeting with Ottoman Sultan Murad II, and brought his two sons with him. But the meeting was a trap, and the three were forced into captivity. 
Vlad II would later be released on the condition that he left his two sons behind to ensure his loyalty to the Ottoman Empire. So Vlad III and his brother Radu were raised for many years under somewhat good conditions by today's imprisonment standards. They were tutored in science, philosophy, and the arts. Vlad also became a skilled horseman and warrior, but he still held bitterness and hostility towards the Ottomans for keeping him captive for so many years. It is believed that this later fueled his turn against them. Let's take a quick break. Now back to the lesson. While his sons were being held captive, Vlad II was fighting to keep control of his throne. In 1447, he and his oldest illegitimate son would be ousted by the boyars, or noblemen, of Wallachia, and they were killed nearby in the swamps. This left Vlad III in line for rule, but he would need help from the Ottomans to reclaim his position. The new ruler of Wallachia, Vladislav II, a cousin of Vlad, left to start a war campaign against the Ottoman Empire, and Vlad III took this opportunity to reclaim rule with the help of an Ottoman army. But this reign only lasted a few months until Vladislav returned and forced Vlad into exile. During his time in exile, Vlad switched sides against the Ottoman Empire, and with that, he gave up his ties to their military. But instead, he gained military support from King Ladislaus V of Hungary, who greatly disliked Vlad's opponent, Vladislav. In 1456, Vlad invaded Wallachia with the help of the Hungarian army. During the raid, Vladislav was killed, and Vlad was once again the ruler of Wallachia. He immediately began to overhaul the country. He made it known to the people that he was not one to mess with. Vlad invited hundreds of the boyars who had participated in killing his father and older brother to a banquet. And he had his guests stabbed and their still twitching bodies impaled on spikes. And thus the start of his infamous nickname, Vlad the Impaler. Stories of Vlad's violent acts started circulating throughout the continent. They spread wide and far with the recent invention of the printing press. One story goes that Turkish messengers came to pay respects, but they refused to take off their turbans because of their ancient custom. So Vlad had them nailed to their heads so they would never be able to remove them again. Another story out of Germany depicts Vlad eating a meal surrounded by dead and dying victims impaled on stakes. Another story says that, quote, Vlad had a big copper cauldron built and put a lid made of wood with holes in it on top. He put the people in the cauldron and put their heads in the holes and fastened them there. Then he filled it with water and set a fire under it and let the people cry their eyes out until they were boiled to death. And then he invented frightening, terrible, and unheard of tortures, one of which I won't even recount because it's too gruesome and traumatic. If Vlad had been put on trial during current times, he would have been found guilty of genocide and war crimes. We'll be right back. Now back to the lesson. So if Vlad was considered so violent and twisted, why is he known as a hero in Romania? Well, he did bring order to Wallachia through terror. Whether all the stories were true or not, the citizens were so terrified of Vlad that he forced order in the lands for fear of his punishment. There were also many stories that circulated about Vlad's success as a just but violent ruler. The Romanians emphasize his fight for their freedom against the Ottoman Empire and his pride of their nation as a whole. Vlad punished criminals and executed unpatriotic boyars to strengthen the central government. 
Iwan Budai Delanu wrote an epic poem in 1875, painting Vlad as a hero fighting against the boyars, Ottomans, Strigoi, or vampires, and other evil spirits at the head of an army of gypsies and angels. Many of Vlad's violent acts were seen as just retaliation for unpatriotic acts. Even Pope Pius II was impressed by Vlad's victories. After the Ottoman Sultan invaded Wallachia in 1462, he was actually able to go all the way to the Wallachian capital, but he found it deserted. And in front of the capital, he found the impaled bodies of the Ottoman prisoners of war that Vlad had taken. Shortly after this, Vlad was unable to hold off the much stronger forces of the Ottoman Empire and was forced into exile and imprisonment once again. He did marry and have two children during these times, but Vlad still longed for the throne of Wallachia. With help from the Moldovan ruler, Vlad was successful at claiming reign one more time. However, this was short-lived, as after one month of ruler, Vlad and a small group of soldiers were ambushed during yet another Ottoman battle and Vlad was killed. It is still up for debate today as to where Vlad the Impaler lies buried. I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. While I don't agree with the idea that Vlad was a just ruler and hero, I guess you can form your own opinion. But his violent acts ended in immense bloodshed and unnecessary death of not only men, but women and their children. So with that, next week we will learn about another violent ruler, but one who also likes to spice things up in the bedroom department. Tune in to learn about the controversial Caligula. Today's lesson was written and edited by Christy Ann, and all the music for this podcast was created by Corey Miller. You can also find today's lesson sources on our Facebook page, at Adult History.